Welcome back to Stress, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, Local Neighborhood Baby. I must have been tweaking on the last episode because I had said something about coming back, wanting to record one last episode for the month and having that done on the 26th. I don't know what the heck I was talking about, but I'm back today because it is the day before Thanksgiving. and. I think the holidays are a time of year where lots of people just suffer from a myriad of mental health issues because of the fact that they have to go back home a lot of times and face their childhood traumas and deal with invasive questions and questions that are not that well-meaning from so-called family members who are just not nice. And I I couldn't be more um, empathetic or sympathetic to that. So I wanted to dive right in and start, you know, kind of talking about the whole Thanksgiving holiday season, what I'm facing and what you might be facing and all of that jazz. So let's dive right in. According to the History Channel, the first Thanksgiving celebration is believed to have occurred in 1621. The story, historically told from the Pilgrim's perspective, is that Plymouth colonists from England shared a meal with the indigenous Wamapogue people to give thanks for a successful fall harvest. Okay, so this holiday to me was doomed from the start, okay? I feel that the fact that these fucking colonists came over and ended up pretty much being the worst thing that happened to the Wamapog people, as well as all the other indigenous people on the land, ending up killing them and basically taking the land from them. And now they're just relegated to these reservations and what have you. They had their language erased from them and all kinds of atrocities that in some ways continue to happen is fucked. And I get that like, yeah, give thanks for a successful fall harvest, but it's kind of a slap in the face that in my eyes that we even celebrate this holiday in the first place. So that being said, I do think a lot of holidays um, around the world have a bloody history, which is kind of nuts, but yeah, it's kind of a Judas type of holiday (laughs) where it's a total, you know, slap in the face. And I think it's reflective of what a lot of people 
experience on this particular holiday because the concept is being grateful for what you have and for your family and for the people around you. And for some of the more well-adjusted people in your population who are fortunate enough to have lovely families, it is what this holiday is about. But for a lot of us, it's really, yeah, going home and you kind of want that. You want to be able to enjoy this feast of food, <laughs> you know, with the concept of it being from a successful harvest. And you want to break bread with, you know, all these family members and stuff like that. And just like be grateful for your ability to be with one another and just share in this, in this meal and the time you have together. But it's actually a lot of times a slap in the face because you go there and you end up like feeling like you did when you were a kid. And, you know, there's a lot of politics for whatever reason around the dinner table. Thanksgiving people have described experiences of like going home as a liberal, for example, and be confronted by their by their conservative family talking about how anti-abortion they are or whatever the fuck. And it just becomes really, really fucked up. Um so that sucks. So it's kind of it's kind of representative of the holiday. It's like you're supposed to be happy with these people, but just ends in a bloodbath. <laughs> and it's not funny, but it kind of is. Um, I've had many different Thanksgivings and many different experiences, and some have been wonderful. I think one of my fondest memories of Thanksgiving was this one where which I guess is kind of telling in a way, but it's this one where I think I just remember everyone, like so many people, you know, were there from my mom's side of the family. I think almost everyone had managed to come. So all of my cousins were there and also my grandmother was there. And so it was just really special. She didn't live in the country. So her coming and being there, I mean, it just felt like our house was full of just everyone. And we had this big feast. My favorite part of it, though, which is the telling part, just like the fact that like I'd had so much turkey and so many things to eat that I ended up like laying on the couch for a second. I was just like stuffed full. I ended up laying on the couch for, the, for a second or sitting on the couch. Next thing you know, I was passed out for hours. I had no idea where I was. And I woke up, it was like the best nap of my life. And I think it's just telling that like the fondest part of the day where everybody was there was the part where I was like, videoed. I kind of think that that's funny, but I genuinely loved having everyone around. And it just felt like, you know, it just felt great. It really did. And we really did have a huge feast. Um, and it, you know, it was a, it was held and hosted at my mom's house. And I just, I, it was wonderful. That said, you know, there are many pressures associated with this holiday. There's a lot of shit talking associated with this holiday. Um, 
<laughs> that I heard and endured and all this kind of shit. And over the years, the really fucked up part was that our Thanksgiving and my family just got smaller and smaller. I mean, people had, you know, done so many fucked up things to each other, just didn't treat each other nicely, you know, were very gracious to each other that it got to a point in my own family where basically the Thanksgiving table just dwindled in terms of who came, you know. And I think also another part of this was that like my mom was pretty much the host for almost all the holidays, but definitely for Thanksgiving, like definitely for Thanksgiving. And I think that the younger generation, like nobody really stepped up to carry that torch to be like, yeah, it's going to be hosted at my house now and everybody come. And I don't blame any one of us for not being that person. I mean, I had such fucked up relationships with my aunts and uncles and I have plenty of them on my mom's side, not to even speak of my dad's side because those people are insane. Um, takes one to know one, I guess, but yeah. And yeah, I just didn't, I just, I don't, I couldn't even imagine being like, yeah, please come. That that would just be awful. They're very judgmental, border on cruel sometimes with the things that they say um, and have said. And it just, it just would not be good for not only mine, but a lot of people's mental health. So that said, yeah, the, the celebrations got smaller and dwindled down until it was literally just at one point, like my mom, myself, my sister, and my brother and his kids and, and family and stuff. So it got down to like literally that from like, I don't know, at least 20 plus people coming together, which is again, like super, super sad now dwindled down even further and like everyone is kind of spending the holidays either to themselves or with other people so there's no one left and yeah that just even to my own ears sounds really really sad because it is but (laughs) I couldn't imagine I literally couldn't imagine like it being any other, any other fucking way. Um, (laughs) so I feel, I feel for all of you that, you know, you're still going back to that table and that it's, that it could be, it could be hard in some ways, but I also feel good for those of you that still go back to that table and it's, And it's nice and it's amazing and it's exciting. And, you know, you're happy and anticipating seeing people who really love and care for you. So that part of it's nice. Now, moving on, moving right along. (laughs) Uh, The other side of that is like, those of you that are spending the holiday completely alone, I think... It's a great day to practice gratitude for what you do have, you know, what you've gotten this year and like what you've made progress on, even if it's the tiniest little thing. And 
since I love writing in planners, I actually have a pretty detailed list that I was looking at the other day of what I like wanted to accomplish this year. It was very ambitious. The fact that I accomplished anything at all, like especially more than one thing on that list is astounding to me. And just like, I'm really proud that I was able to pull that shit off. It took a lot of grit, hard work, and just being blessed. <laughs> like, you know, um, other people also giving me chances and all these different elements to make those things actually happen. But I'm just so excited that I that I was able to accomplish anything at all this year. And that I'm still, you know, crushing it in some ways. You know, I'm taking it a day at a time. Um, but I've come to a place now, and I'm fortunate that I've come to this place where I'm able to really just be grateful and happy for again, like for the small things, for literally the little things, you know, like I'm happy when I can get out of bed. I'm happy when I can accomplish like three or four things off of a to-do list. Um, because it takes a lot and it, it's gotten harder over the years, but yeah, I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of those things. So I think it should, if you haven't done this already, and even if you have, I think it's a day that you should kind of, if you're spending it alone in any, anyway, take some time to practice some gratitude and look at the small things that you've been able to accomplish. Like for me, I know that one of the things that I'm going to be thinking about is really grateful for like these routines. Everybody talks about how social media ruins your life and how a lot of these apps like can really like fuck you up and they're not wrong they are not wrong at all however there are positive sides to everything there's positives and negatives and too much of anything can be negative and all that shit and one thing I, I will say is that one of the positive things that these apps and social media and shit has done for me is like you know, I've watched so many of those like routine videos. Okay. My morning routine. Let me tell you about my morning routine or let me, let me show you my night routine. You know, here's my cleaning routine. Let me show you my skincare routine. This is my hair care routine. Like this is my beauty routine. I've seen so many of those because I like anything aesthetic and I just like watching those things right? And I've consumed so many and it it really has left me with a couple of different feelings. I felt that like I needed and wanted to be like a person that had those types of routines. It also made me feel, I guess on the more negative spectrum, like I want to buy these things too, like these cleaning products and these skincare products and like whatever products that I saw being used in the video that people talked positively about. I'm like, I want that. Do I need it? No, but I want it. But that also caused me to think more deeply about my own morning routine, which up to that point had been kind of shitty, if I'm being honest. I really didn't give much thought into like 
how I started my day or like, you know, what type of routine, if any, I had until I started watching those videos. And it took a while. I even have an episode about it a couple of episodes ago, but it took a while. And I read this pretty popular book, you know, Atomic Habits. And I listened to a lot of really prolific speakers talking about, you know, trying to live your ideal life and what steps you should take, you know. And then again, yeah, like I listened to the popular Atomic Habits book, an Audible, not sponsored by the way, but they should sponsor me because I really love Audible. Um, And in doing so, it really helped me to understand the proper way to try to build good habits and how to be honest with myself about you know, what I'm able to pull off. And through doing that, I did establish really good morning routines. Now, if am I always able to accomplish my morning and night routine? No, but for the most part, I am. You know, on the days that I can, it's usually the days where I'm just like in this deep, sunk, deep depression, which does happen to me, unfortunately. And I'll just get into a slump and like literally not do anything. And yeah, that really sucks. But I have gotten to the point too, I have to say, where even on those days at minimum, I'll literally do absolutely fucking nothing, but I will still get up and like wash my face and like do these small things where before I wasn't doing anything. So like, but out of habit, I just couldn't, I just, it forced me to get out of bed and do at least these things. So like I established a really good morning routine, a really good night routine, a really good skincare routine, like whatever from like watching TikToks and like consuming social media. I also bought a lot of shit, but in order to buy a lot of that shit, I had to like work hard and aspire for to more. Like I had to aspire to more in my work, getting a better salary, like you know, believing in myself, it kind of led to a lot of things because if I didn't, then I wouldn't be able to afford any of that shit. But like the thought of like, I really want the shit, like really caused me to think about in a lot of ways, how can I get it? You know, and then it turned to these positive, you know, developments in my life. So it was kind of, was kind of good <laughs> so there is a good side to some of this shit I'm not negating that there's a bad side to it but there is a good side to it just seeing people live their lives in such a way that like can make them happier I've probably heard I've watched like thousands of these videos I've probably heard so many of these girlies you know um and guys say like, yeah, like try to get outside. Please try to get outside. Try to get some sun. Go sit in the sun. You know, try to get out there by 10 a.m. and like let the the vitamin D rays hit you. And I'm a person who I genuinely suffer from a vitamin D deficiency. I had a doctor years ago tell me that, like, listen, honey, like you will have extreme issues with your bones if you don't get some vitamin D in you. I know that kind of sounds funny. So I have an immature sense of humor, but yeah, like had to get like, get, you know, I was, you can get over the counter. They were like, please go get yourself some vitamin D supplements. And 
they did for quite a quite a, a while but like with everything that kind of like fizzled out this was years ago like i fizzled out from taking the supplements and i really probably need to restart taking the supplements but yeah basically the point of what i was saying was hearing that so much had a profound effect on me because i was like my I do need to like get outside at least and like let some rays hit me. And in this time of year, especially where like the season, my fancy little seasonal depression starts to hit. It's not, it's not the regular depression. It's the seasonal depression. Like when that starts to hit, cause it starts to get darker earlier. There's less sunlight. Like it's kind of fucked. It's, it is like a really good time to make sure that you're at least getting the vitamin D. And I used to really like pin myself down because these pe- these folks were also saying like, go on a walk, just go on a hop for a walk, like go on a walk and get yourself some sun. And I'm just like, honey, I'm not going to go on the walk. I don't know that I could motivate myself enough to go on the walk. I'm so sorry. Like there's only so much that I can give right now. Um. But I think about it all the time. <laughs> but even just the thought of like the baby step of like, you know, I'm not going to be a vampire like I was in my teens and like close all the blinds and like literally avoid sunlight. Instead, I am going to do everything that I can to try to get sun time every day, you know, just at the bare minimum, like getting some sun. And it does genuinely make me feel better. And so even that, like just hearing that shit repetitive, repetitively and like, you know, trying trying to uh, attempt to do that has led to positive changes in my life. So I'm, these are some of the things that I'm going to be thinking about on Thanksgiving, just being grateful for. And of course, when you think about you guys, like still having this podcast in and of itself, I think is amazing because it's just been such an amazing journey and like it's been so helpful to me in a lot of ways to be able to just come on and speak my true mind and thoughts and have them be unfiltered and not be worried about like what a person's gonna say and like what their judgments are and like whatever the fuck you know that you worry about when you're like talking to an individual person that just might not get it um so yeah I encourage all of you especially those of you that are spending the holiday alone to like take some time not on any cheesy shit but like just take some time to be try like try to think of like the littlest things that you are in fact grateful for I think that is extremely commendable to do so moving right along The next thing I kind of want to get into is like people that really want me to genuinely give a fuck. One of the things that I've realized, and it's taking me taken me years to string this together, and I'm still kind of stringing it together in a way, is that people genuinely want to feel extremely important to other people, and they want you to give a fuck. And sometimes it's in like a very toxic way. I, I could, I think, cause I'm, I'm a very passionate person by nature. 
I feel deeply and strongly about a lot of things. I think about a lot of things very deeply and from a lot of different perspectives and angles. I'm just one of those people, <laughs> sometimes to my detriment um, as well. And so I know that I could care deeply about a lot of things. Like if I took the time to just, you know, really think about it, I could care about nearly everything that someone says or does, right? But I've chosen not to do that because it's a little too much, a little too hot to handle. It's a, it's a bit much. So I'm not going to fucking do that. And also I learned, you know, pretty early on to differentiate between caring about shit that actually matters versus dumb shit, you know? So that's really been helpful to me. But I realized that a lot of, there's a lot of toxic people or like not even toxic people, like, but people, just fucking people with toxic habits like me um, who just want people to give a fuck about like the shit that they do. So they want to feel important. We've come across that recently a lot. Now that I've taken the time to like kind of ignore people's bullshit and not like play into it, I've realized that I've realized those people, the same people, kind of try to play it up. <laughs> so that like I give a fuck. Let me give you guys a little bit of an example, okay? Imagine that like someone is doing something that you would normally be mad at. It could be anything like they didn't wash the dishes in the sink or whatever the fuck, right? Just imagine that like normally you'd be PO'd about it. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like this is like the hundredth time you always do this. Like you could, you'll be PO'd and you, you might confront them about it even because you are pissed off or, or even if you don't confront them, you might start to be passive aggressive and like just huff and sigh and like all that kind of shit. Right. It doesn't really do much to change their behavior, but it just, that visceral reaction that you have that you can't help, you know, typically occurs. However, you may get to a point in which you're just kind of like, all I'm doing is causing myself pain by like dealing with and reacting to this shit, right? I can't control what this person is doing. So instead, here's what I'm going to do. And you can make a decision to just wash your dishes, leave their dishes in the sink, move along with your way. Or you could also choose because you don't want your place to be disgusting to <laughs> wash all the dishes but just like never say anything about about it like just not have any reaction just wash them and move along and maybe you'll make you'll create a plan in that situation to like okay I'm gonna get a new place or I'm gonna get a new roommate or whatever the case may be like in a year or in a couple of months if my lease is up I'll just like move along but like for the next three to six months maybe you're you're just gonna like you've made this decision like whatever it's I'm gonna wash this person's dishes and then not have anything to do with them. But then that person like notices that you stopped giving a fuck. And so they try to like get you to give a fuck. 
weirdly like it wasn't convenient for them when you actually gave a fuck but now that you don't it just makes them feel slightly less important so they start leaving more dishes or they start coming up to you and like oh thanks for washing my dishes like I appreciate it I'm just such a dirty I'm just so messy I'm just such a dirty person so messy I'm like glad that I have you as a roommate to like really just help out by like washing these because it just makes things easier they might try to like like make you upset by like saying something like that you know what I mean and they'll go out of their way to do it and they just try to wait for you to respond and let's just say you don't like this person kind of keeps going until like they want to get a a response out of you I've noticed that people this is a completely made-up example but I've noticed that people do this a lot like they want the attention that you were giving them and it's insane because there's just so many things that I stopped giving a fuck about for my own sanity maybe that's not even accurate to say maybe it's less that I don't actually give a fuck because it still kind of annoys me but more that like it's too much energy to like reply to or to engage in or to whatever that I just don't (laughs) anymore but then I just that allows me the space and time to notice that like yeah people have a really funny fucked up reaction to that where they like try to get you to give a fuck and some things I truly just literally don't give a fuck about anymore you know And I think that that definitely, there are some people in my life that that definitely, like, I could tell it, like, bugs them. And it's just, it's just wild to me. The whole concept of that is, like, kind of nuts to me. Like, why carry this away, you fucking psycho? Um, And it's kind of on the same theme because... I find that like family and the people closest to you are the people that like tend to try to do this. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. If you're one of the people that tend to do this, I, first of all, write in and tell me your reason. (laughs) I assume it's for attention. And I assume it's to try to determine if that person has stopped caring about you completely or not. Probably your answer is probably yes. They probably have. They probably have gotten to the point where they feel like you don't respect them and their boundaries and you don't give a shit about them. So they're, they don't, they give at least less of a shit about you. Um, so there's your answer, but yeah, right, right in, right in your perspective. If you're one of these people, first of all, and second of all, if you are one of these people, stop and get some help. Okay. Like it's just, you're never just always going to be the center of attention. Like, just get a grip. You know what I mean? Like, just leave people alone. It's so crazy how often in my life where I've had this, like, feeling of, like, not wanting to be alone, wanting to be, like, left alone by annoying fucking people. And it's almost like, I feel like these people are (laughs) more attractive to me, unfortunately. 
like, yeah, I've come across a lot of annoying people that like, they just really are attention whores, leeches for attention, and they'll do shit like this. So if you have one of these people in your life that you're going to come across this Thanksgiving, like just continue down your way of ignoring them. Okay. And if it gets to the point where they make it impossible for you to ignore them, like they go out of their fucking way to make it like literally, like they start putting the dishes in your, in your bedroom, for example, when they go like really fucking far, make them like sincerely regret it. Because that's my other belief. (laughs) Make them literally wish they had never fucked with you. Because just desserts. Like, I always think, and I've always believed this, like, in giving people, actually, no, not necessarily giving people a lot of chances, but, like, recognizing the, like, what's worth what. Like, there's a scale. You know, like maybe in, maybe I can relate to Libras in some way. So there's like a balance there for me. Like how much is too much? It's not, for me, it's not about giving you a million chances because I believe people deserve like a million chances or some shit. It's more about like, if you do this once or twice, it's not worth me getting all worked up about. It's not worth me getting mad about it. You know what I mean? It's up, it's kind of based on what I can handle. It's like a scale of what I can handle. So if I can handle you doing whatever, I I will weigh it against like the reaction that I want to have and see if I if see if it's worth it. You know what I mean? Because I have a lot of like and I think people similar to me too have a lot of pent up like rage and aggression and sometimes if I react angrily the scale at which I react angrily can be in a lot of people's eyes disproportionate to what they actually did right so I try I try to avoid having to react angrily to something so I just I kind of scale it it's like do I fucking go on a rage rampage on this person or can I let it go this time? Like, you know, based on my own internal feelings and my own internal scale. And if I've gotten to the point where the scale is tipping, like I can't take it anymore, then my next move is to make you absolutely positively just regret everything like I just will destroy you (laughs) that's not like in a that's not necessarily in like a violent way but it's just more like even it could just be even verbal like verbal assault but like I will rip you into shreds verbally even to where you will just regret even that small thing that you did. (laughs) Like my mission in that moment is to like literally make you wish that you hadn't done it because not necessarily because you're, you know, you, you realize the error of your ways, but because of what you've suffered at my hands, you (laughs) you regret it. I mean, hopefully you see it as like, oh man, you know, the error of my ways. But I don't give a fuck about that. At that point, it's like, I just want you to regret it 
one way or the other, even if it's just because of like what you faced as a result. It's like, you've earned this shit. And I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm going to make it really bad for you. And so anyone who's listening, who's like an antagonizer type of person, a person who needs attention from someone, like if they feel, if they're feeling ignored and they're going to go out of their way to like really bug that person, keep in mind, there are people like me that like that skill could tip at any moment and you're going to get more than your fair share of just desserts. (laughs) I think you guys are probably listening like is that a threat like yeah it's a promise bitch like stop fucking with people can this be the year this upcoming year even the rest of the year to forever like can we just like stop fucking with people like please you know it's not pleasant for anyone ugh (laughs) I just don't like giving people attention over dumb shit like you know when you can tell someone is like is like crying to um get you to care it just gives me a sickening feeling even okay even like aside from like the the dish dishes in the sink example like imagine if it's like uh person who you know let's just say when they come over they always want some some of your food to go so like you put it in tupperware and you explain to them like hey i'm a person that like really prefers to get back the tupperware that i give out so next time you come please please bring it i'll even remind you like bring it so then they come around and they lo and behold no matter what you do like they forget the tupperware but then they come and they're so profusively sorry like they're just like i'm so sorry i'm like the most busiest person of life like you know i just i just didn't remember like i'm so sorry um i i just didn't remember to bring your tupperware and you're like okay got it got it got it like try to remember because it's extremely important to me and you get caught in this cycle of like you know and it maybe you just let it go maybe at some point you're just like you stop giving them the Tupperware because you've learned it's like the third time that they've done this and it's like okay now you know fool me once (laughs) you know what I mean like I'm not gonna be giving you any food in my Tupperware because you literally never return it so cool like now we don't have this problem anymore let's move along with our way with our friendship whatever Tupperware can be replaced so you replace your three missing Tupperware and you don't give them anymore and to you it's like problem solved it still kind of annoys you maybe but like it's fine they're bringing this shit up in conversation they're like oh my god like you're just talking about whatever they're like oh my god guess what I'm looking at right now I see it in my cabinet it's your Tupperware it's been sitting there and like I hope the next time I come I hope I'm really going to try to like remember it and like bring it. And because you don't want to get pissed off because you know this person is like very unreliable. It's like, you're just like, you know, don't worry about it. I've already replaced the three Tupperware that are missing. 
I don't even need it. Like, do do you like keep it? You know, whatever. I really don't care at this point. And they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. But then they bring it up again and again and again. And you swear it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, what the actual fuck? You know that this is something that like borderline pisses me off. Like it's very annoying. I was very clear with you. You still never fucking remember to bring it over. I let it go, replaced it, told you that. And you keep bringing it up and you're just, it's like, you're trying to piss me off and I just don't get it. You know, people do that shit a lot. That's kind of what I'm talking about too. And to me, it's like a person doing that's like, I think you want attention. I think you want to bring attention to this. I think you want to piss me off. Like, what is your fucking problem? Are you that like inept? Are you that like dumb or like you just want to bring attention to like what you've done it's like you've done this it's almost like you've done this on purpose and you just don't you don't want it to be let go you want you want to piss me off and that's where I like literally we'll just stop talking to the person completely hey <laughs> I might just stop talking to them completely like never speak to them again or B, if I'm like annoyed enough, I might just actually drive up to their house, go into their cabinet, take the Tupperware, and then fucking slap them with it and be like, you're a cunt. And then leave. <laughs> and they'll be like, she is literally the worst person of life. She like physically assaulted me over Tupperware and she's awful and nobody should ever talk to her again. And I'll, and I'll just be laughing my ass off. Like, that's what you fucking get. You fucking bitch. Like, fuck you. Because this is what you deserve. Why do you keep bringing attention to this? Like, obviously you wanted this to happen to you. What is wrong with you? Like, it's that kind of thing. And this is more along the lines of what I'm talking about. I come across it a lot. I'm like, these fucking people just really want attention because they know they've done some foul shit to you. It's it's like those siblings who purposely do something foul to you and they want you to pay attention to it because their original intention was to get on your nerves. And trust me, as a middle child, oh, you'll get the reaction. Maybe, maybe more than what you were looking for <laughs> from me. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I wanted to talk about that because I think it's in theme. It's in theme with probably what some of you guys experienced during the holidays and like Thanksgivings where like people know that this is a topic that's going to piss you off, but they like still bring it up and they try to act all innocent about it. Slap that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding I mean if you've listened to the show at any point in time you would know that like this is not a place to come for advice necessarily but yeah <laughs> that's what I would do I just hate people like that it's like a pet peeve it's like what like why are you like this why are you so annoying why is your mission in life to really piss people off and people, and I think the kind of person who 
tries not to react to it is exactly the kind of person that like you're a person who tries to avoid conflict you try not to like give in to the shit and it's like you're just subject to the temptation coming from these people and hate to say it but like I do I do a lot of times react to that I do I really do um and I find it difficult to feel regret over like the big reaction I might have because it's like you wanted this reaction so it's like it's you it's what you deserve it's what you deserve I I do more enjoy not reacting at all of course because then you're really you know you just ignore the person never speaks to them again like I really like that too because people like that also hate viscerally hate to be ignored because one of the things that I've discovered again early on in my life through my mom actually because she was very fond of the silent treatment but beyond that too just the type of person I was I like to avoid conflict I had big feelings I was emotionally a lot of times not the most regulated but they held these emotions in my body and I really didn't want to like have conflict for a lot of reasons so I would just go off on my own when I was feeling anything negative and not want to be around the person who would cause those feelings and a lot of times I would just ignore that person you know I would just ignore them because I don't want to deal with that shit you know and and those people too like they never would apologize. They never would feel sorry over what they did. It was always like, oh, you're being dramatic. And it's like, fuck you, bitch. You know? Anywho, I learned that a lot of a lot of people hate it's like almost like the worst thing you could do to them is to just like ignore their existence, ignore them. I've had people tell me that like. I, I bullied them through ignoring them. Like, I'm, you bullied me. You, like, were awful to me. And mind you, this ignoring of these people, like, was prompted by them treating me like absolute garbage, hot garbage. But then when I responded by being like, okay, well, I'm using my life. I'm going to, you know, cut that out. And just ignoring their existence, even if I had to see them every day, like, just pretending they weren't there they acted like I was literally stabbing them with a knife every single day. And it's like, I would think that like somebody that you were treating like shit that you have no real regard for, that you also have never like apologized to from your actions is truly someone you don't give a fuck about. So why would you care if they were ignoring you? But they do. They absolutely give a fuck about you ignoring them. A hundred percent. It's like... It, for some people, literally, it's the worst possible thing someone could do to them. And they, and they take it as an act of violence, <laughs> like literally. And then it's like, if you're that kind of a person, then don't fucking fuck with people, especially people like me, you know? Like, because I just really don't want to deal with that shit. Anyway, if you're encountering that kind of shit on the holidays, you know, I'm not telling you to take my advice, but if you feel so inclined, it's like you have two options. And one of those options to, is to ignore that person's existence 
which they may very well act like you ran them over with a car or to like literally give them more than what they are looking for to make them absolutely positively just feel that feeling of like regret <laughs> you know um why are they fucking with you you know what i mean oh it's on my last nerves i've experienced that two or three times very recently and it blows my mind sometimes i try to beat them at their own game and like equally piss them off too <laughs> about something sometimes i try to piss them off by telling them how little i give a fuck like in the tupperware example I, like an example of what i would do is like another option of what i would do it would be like I, like I would tell them like, you know what too? Not only have I bought three new Tupperware, but like our friend so-and-so who always returns my stuff also gifted me with this like beautiful glass new Tupperware from the brand that I've wanted. And it's, I like literally like, I don't even remember what the ones I gave you look like because I could throw out all my other ones because this one is amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would just like tell them how little like I give a fuck like until they just can't take it anymore because they really want like and that type of a person too, by the way, I know is liable to like if you do that to them, they're liable to come over and try to borrow the newer Tupperware that you have just to like also take one of those because they're fucking psychos guys I don't know if you can relate to this or not but like if you can like damn first of all that sucks but second of all like oh like does that get on your nerves like it really does it really gets on my nerves experience that don't like it and um those types of people really need to get a life. You know? Yeah. Um, the other holiday that is upcoming is Christmas. It's kind of funny because um, people, I know so many people, especially on social media, already decorating for Christmas and shit. They already have their Christmas trees and stuff. And it's just like, okay whatever but I know that's like the next holiday coming up and I thought it was funny because one of my most listened to episodes is called fuck Christmas <laughs> so I know you guys get me okay um there's a lot of pressure associated around the holiday even for Thanksgiving just like the money people spend to put together these big old these big old feasts for their families to enjoy it's a lot of fucking money dude you know some people work in professions too where it's hard to get the holiday off there's just so much pressure and then like this happened in my own family but like <laughs> there's always those like people sometimes like they can't cook like you're not a good cook or like you can't cook or whatever where people use that holiday to just like make fun of you and you feel like shit they're like I am making xyz oh what are you making because I know you can't cook <laughs> I had an aunt who like was very open about the fact that like she wasn't 
she wasn't necessarily like a good cook or like even was interested in learning because it just was never a thing and would never be her thing she was very upfront about that and she would she would bring like a potato salad to the table which she really didn't have to bring anything because my mom had so many things uh so much food it was ridiculous I think the coolest thing that person person brought to the table was like pies and stuff because my mom never really like made dessert she was not a baker but like you know some people would bring like different pies and different desserts and I thought that was like really cool but yeah she would take the time to make a potato salad but they would still kind of low-key like make fun of her just a little bit like poke fun at her and I think she didn't she didn't give a fuck like she didn't take it to heart or whatever but I know it can be a time where like those people come out the woodworks too and so there's just like a lot of pressure to like oh my gosh, who made this? Like trying to almost compete about like who could make better food. And so that's a lot of pressure too. And so, yeah, my point is that I know that the holiday season brings with it a lot of pressures. If you're not from America and you're listening to this, which I do have an like a big international audience and I'm very, very thankful for, um, I know that you have your own holidays and if any of them involve lots of food, you know what I'm talking about. In any case, if you're, if you're going to experience something like that, you know, like just, I don't even know what to say to like comfort you, but I just want people to know that they're good enough, despite what somebody else might say. You're not to be judged on literally like quite literally what you can bring to the table okay you brought yourself to the table and that in and of itself should be enough they should be happy to see you okay those motherfuckers should be happy to see you the state of the economy they don't want to say it but we are in a recession sorry to be the one to break the news to you guys we are in literally in a recession I heard New York cut its sanitation budget by like millions of dollars. And they're also cutting funding for schools, libraries, and police. Literally, things that like should not be cut, okay? Things that are critical, things that are like the last, that should be last on the list have been announced as like something that's going to happen in one of the most popular cities, arguably, of the US of A. That's just going to spread if it has not quietly spread already. So again, hate to break the news to you guys. All that being said to say, people are spending their hard-earned money, might be one of you, to put together these, you know, feasts and whatever to shortly buy gifts for people and decorate and like keep up with this Joneses of the spirit of the holidays, whether they even like the people gathering around or not. So if you brought your happy ass to that table, they damn well better be happy. Even if it's, even if you make shitty food, even if whatever the fuck, like they just need to be happy. 
and not talk shit. Um, and if they do, don't be afraid to tell them about themselves. You don't even have to be rude about it. You Or like mean about it. You can just literally tell them the truth, which is that like, this is a holiday of being thankful for the successful harvest. And it's moved into a holiday to be thankful for the things that you have and the people that are around you. And right now, you're not making me very thankful that you're here because you're not appreciating shit. You don't have to eat. You don't have to talk yourself up because if this is the best thing about you is this fucking casserole that you made, then you're a pretty, like, uninteresting person. So just chill the fuck out, okay? Thank you. Just tell them off a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just keep it 100 with them. Because I think sometimes these people like bank on the fact that nobody's going to tell them about themselves. Anyway. Yeah, the, ho- the on the flip side, for those of you that are like me, that are just going to spend the holiday alone and don't necessarily look forward to the holiday season, not because you don't believe in the magic of the holidays, but just because maybe you don't have anybody to spend it with, or maybe like it just makes you feel sad that like your family is so horrible or like whatever the hell it is that like makes you like down about holidays. I know it's going to be tough, but we have to try to make the most of it. Some of the ways I'm trying to make the most of it, like I told you guys, I'm going to spend the day being grateful. I'm also going to spend the day like watching movies, playing video games, chilling the fuck out, talking to you guys on social media, <laughs> and maybe even donating a thing or two, because guess what? There's a lot of people that are like literally, especially in the U.S. of A., uh the supposed you know leader of the free world greatest country whatever the fuck you know where some people are fucking homeless on this holiday they don't have that much stuff to eat and this is a season where people decide to be kind a lot of the times and you can make tomorrow about being kind in those ways too whether it's through a virtual donation or whether it's in person like going to a shelter making some food if you feel like making your favorite dish and like bringing it over to a, sh- a shelter you can call beforehand make it fresh for these people to have like nice food there's a lot of things you can do to make the day a good one and spread some joy and kindness and in return you'll feel good too you know so yeah try to find something to make tomorrow not just about you sitting and being sad you could still be sad. I mean, sometimes we can't help being sad. And I'm sure tomorrow I'm just going to feel sad too, just for like what could have been. And maybe even a little bit for what once was. But still, I think you should try to find a way to make yourself happy and grateful and maybe even spread some of that out there too. And the same thing for Christmas. You know, Christmas, I think one of the positive things about the holidays, and there's a lot of positive things, but one of the positive things is that like people do, um, it can it can be the one of the most wonderful times of the year because people just use it as a time to be nice. I wish people were like this all year, but we'll take what we can get. <laughs> people are just nice to each other. 
they're kinder. They want to be, you know, nice to others and they want to notice, you know, the less fortunate. So even if that's the only time of year you do it, at least you do it. Um, Use it as that time. And even if you don't have a damn thing, you know, even if that recession is really hitting your pockets and like all that shit, but you can stay home and enjoy your day, stay home and enjoy your motherfucking day. Okay. There's so many Christmas movies on so much of that shit. And if you are just really sad and lonely and you want to drop me an email or message me on Twitter, like feel free because I will be here. Um, if you guys want to like have a PlayStation five and I've I've gotten really into like playing different games and stuff. Um, so if you guys want to play games with me, let me know and like message me your gamer tags. I'll put mine in the description. And we can be gamer friends. I think that would be fun. Um, but yeah, and even if, like I said, even if you just want to talk and chat about like whatever during this time, like feel free. Um, so thankful for you guys. I might do a little something special for the audience soon. So look out for that. Um, the only other thing that I really wanted to talk to you guys about, and just as like an update, is I have been going to therapy pretty consistently, and I I just, you know, I've mentioned, this is a mental health podcast, so I've mentioned this plenty, but even if you've heard it before, and even if it's your first time like hearing it, I can't tell, like, I can't tell you guys enough like how nice it is to be fortunate enough. That's another thing that I'm grateful for, to be fortunate enough to be able to go to a therapist who's going to listen and talk about whatever the fuck, talk about these traumas. It can be difficult to vocalize sometimes, but... It makes me happy to have somebody talk about these things because I think it truly does help to voice them. And I know that talk therapy may not be the thing for everyone, but I just, I don't know. I just encourage you if you can, because I know not everybody has access, not everybody has insurance that covers it, but if you can to talk to a therapist because that's been extremely helpful for me to have a safe space especially as somebody who really doesn't trust people you know (laughs) and wants some genuine help from a professional like it is just nice to be able and my therapist is great for because she wasn't always she wasn't always doing this but when I started with her but um Eventually she got to the point where she started taking appointments on like weekends and on Saturdays. And like, that's so great because, you know, so many people work nine to five jobs and everything where it can be difficult because some, some like therapists like won't take appointments when it's like five or it has to be like during a certain time. And it's like, what the fuck? Because, you know, everybody else works too. So it can just be difficult to find that time. But thankfully she does it on the weekends and so I, and 
I schedule it like 11 a.m. ish on the weekends, which is so great because like, first of all, on the weekend is sometimes where it gets really tricky for me because I end up breaking my schedule. I was building up a habit, for example, of like waking up every morning at 7.30. Do I need to wake up every morning at 7.30? No, I do not. Technically, no. But I just thought it was great to wake up before 8 a.m. and to start getting ready for the day. It makes me have more time during my day. And it also, for the time that I want to go to sleep, I thought like it was going to be really helpful to like wake up earlier because then I'd be more tired by the time I want to get to sleep at night. Um, but the weekends can disturb that because I truly don't have a real reason to like have to wake up. And some of you guys might say like, well, it's good to sleep in every now and then. And I think so too, but I am so kind of fucked up that like, if I can stay in bed all day, I will stay in bed all day. Um, and I won't necessarily want to do that because they really start to throw me off. Anytime I break protocol, you guys, it's it's like my body just kind of like goes back into like that depression, I swear. So having a reason to get up, because I like to like get up, get showered, you know, get dressed, like have my skincare done, like have my breakfast, because then I'm not like, because by the time the appointment is at 11, I'm not like hungry while I'm talking to her. I'm not feeling like, oh, I just want to take a shower. I'm not like distracted by any of those things. I just come with my belly full and like, you know, my water by my side. And I just feel, cause I get to be, I'm fortunate enough to like be able to, you know, do this with her virtually or whatever. And and this just makes it so great because then I'm like, my belly's full. I feel good because I'm on camera. So I'm like looking not like I just rolled out of bed and not that she cares, but still. And it also is a reason for me to get up out of bed because once, like I'm a person like once I'm out of bed, I'm able to like, you know, the first, the hardest part is getting out of bed. <laughs> like I'm able to like conduct the rest of the day in a more productive way than if I literally have nothing to do. Then I'm just like, I'm very prone to just like giving up. And then once I do that for one day, what I have found is that like, I'll continue down that path and it can extend itself several days out from the weekend. And that is what this week has been like until today. Today I'm back in the groove, um, which I'm excited about. So it gives me a reason to like, be like, okay, I need to get ready. I need to wake up. And I just love that for me. So if you can find a therapist that like will take appointments on the weekend and you're anything like me, then I think it's like really great for that reason. Um, So get you, the whole point of this is like, get you a therapist, okay? It's so great. The other thing I also want to touch on too is like, there's this whole like drama online about, not really drama, but there's so many things on TikTok that I've seen where it's like basically talking about like friendships and that you shouldn't have a friend who is a trauma dumper, who calls you only like all the time with their problems and like jumps on you. You shouldn't have a friend who like 
gets, you know, upset or like over is overly sensitive or like all these kind of things. And like honestly speaking, I just it's I start at first I got it, you know, like yeah, let's avoid these like toxic, leeching, unfeeling people, you know, that are there to harm you. Absolutely. It made sense to me. But then like a lot of things on social media, when they start to talk about them, it just got to be like too exhaustive of a list to the point where it's almost like if somebody has any kind of a human flaw, you should be their friend. And like, the thing is, is like, examine yourself, like where are your imperfections? You know what I mean? Take a look at yourself and realize that you have imperfections as a friend. I mean, there was even some that was like directed towards introverted people saying like, don't have friends who always want to go out. So if you're a homebody, you know, don't have friends who always want to go out or who are going to pressure you to go out or whatever the fuck. It's like, dude, there's a reason why you make friends with a person or attract that person in terms of like a platonic way and become their friend you don't have to be the same in order for that to happen literally i have seen people be best friends with people who you know kind of opposite from them but they learn a lot from each other and they're connected and sometimes if you're an introvert because too much of a one thing is never that great sometimes if you're an introvert or homebody the point is is there anything wrong with being an introvert? I've seen introverts everywhere. I've seen them out at parties. We see them at work. We see them being social. The only the only thing that makes you an introvert, it's not antisocial. The thing that makes you introverted is that you get your energy back up by staying by yourself. That doesn't mean that you're meant to stay by yourself all the time, bitch. That just means that if you hang out with people for a day or two or you go into this social event that social event you need time to recharge alone so you may have like a pretty social calendar that's full of like whatever but you as an introvert need to schedule time in between these social gatherings and like whatever the hell to go back to a quiet place where you're by yourself and recharge otherwise you will you know, start to lose energy. You won't, you'll be tired. It literally makes you tired and less capable of like expressing your lovely personality. Whereas extroverted people, is that, does that mean you never want to spend any time alone? No. Some extroverted people, like a lot of extroverted people, because they're normal fucking human beings, like do spend time alone. They go home, they go in their rooms or wherever the fuck, and they just relax. But after a day or two of being home, your energy starts to wane. You need to be around other people to get your energy back up. And through getting your energy back up for either party, you're able to now be more creative. You think of more ideas. You like whatever the hell. Like you're you're more of you. And then you can go back to like as an extrovert, for example. So your place or whatever, having spent all this time with your friends and now you feel inspired all of a sudden. It's about balance. Life is about balance. And and that's what they mean by being an extroverted and an introverted. It doesn't mean if I'm an introvert, I need to stay home all the time. and I want to be alone all the time. Or if I'm an extrovert, that I have to constantly be around people or else I'm going to like melt away. 
it's not what that is but i've seen so many tiktoks of people just being like if you're an introvert don't be friends with an extrovert don't be friends with anybody trying to like you know get you out of the house sometimes there's a difference between being an introvert and a homebody and a homebody is somebody who stays they like to stay home a lot they enjoy home because they enjoy the creature comfort of home they don't want to be inconvenienced by being out because everything they they want or whatever the hell is home they're comfy they get to be cozy you know they've their home is their oasis is there anything wrong with that no but they should get out a little bit i mean even if it's just to appreciate nature get some fresh air like be around some other people. That's healthy. You know, they can stay home more than they go out. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you should get out a little bit. Just see what's going on in the world. Don't be a hermit, you know? And it's good to have friends that may bring them a little bit out of their comfort zone. And they could have good time. They can have good memories. They can whatever. That doesn't mean that they need to do it 24-7 all the time. They prefer to stay at home balance bitch um trauma dumping same deal like no you don't want somebody who only calls you to tell you about all their problems and then promptly hang up doesn't want to hear about any of your problems and that is the only context of your friendship that is a terrible person and a bad friend for doing that because they're essentially using you hence the dumping and they don't give a damn about you they only want you to be there to listen to their problems I 100% agree that that's not somebody that you want to be friends with because they're not even acting like a friend to you they're just telling you all this shit and then hanging up (laughs) you know what I mean it's not a friend however if you have a friend that's going through a tough time in their life because everything has its season and going through a particularly tough time let's say they're going through like a fucking divorce or something when they've been calling you and leaning on you as a friend to, you know, they're telling you these things, then that doesn't mean that they're an awful person. That doesn't mean that, like, you need to cut them off. Now, one thing that I think, you know, if you are doing this, if you're the friend that's going through some shit and you're, like, talking to your other friends about it, I would say it's important to ask someone, you know, hey, like, you, as you know, I'm going through this divorce with Tim um, and it's just been wearing on me and I kind of want to talk about it, but I, it's a lot. It's heavy. It's a lot. And I just want to know if like you're in space to want to hear about that stuff because I know it's like really heavy. So I don't, I don't want to just like dump that on you. So is, would now be a good time or is that, you know, some, is that a way that you could be there for me? Figure out your own way of asking, but I would ask the person if they're at a place to like hear that because that whole saying of like, you never know what somebody is going through is very much true. So you could be going through this very like public divorce with Tib, but at the same time, this person has just had a horrible day or a horrible week. They've just, maybe they've just lost their job. They don't feel like telling any of their friends or something, right? And then- you call them about this tip thing and don't ask them like it's just a time where they can't receive anymore their cup is like full of this negativity and they actually can't receive any more of it it's just too much the moment right um I've had times where like 
I've just consumed so much bad news about what's going on in the world that if somebody else called me and was telling me about like their personal, you know, horrible things happening to them, it might feel like a little too much. It might send me into like just a depressive state. There's nothing wrong with that. So I think like if you are going to tell somebody about something that's pretty heavy and like bad and sad and whatever, it's important to also just kind of be considerate enough to ask them like, hey, in whatever way, you know, you want to put those words and just ask them. And a lot of times people will tell you like, no, no, I want to hear about it. Like, let me know. Or they might be like, yeah, right now it's not a good time, but like, I definitely want to hear about it. Um, you know, like whatever when we get, let's go out for coffee next week or like whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? We be gracious to each other. Um, trauma dumpers, true trauma dumpers, like I described earlier, bad. But like your friend telling you about a difficult time, not bad. And I fear that like the messaging that's going around about that kind of shit sometimes is very murky and that like people start to take it as like, you shouldn't tell your friends anything bad. And you just really are holding all that stuff inside and not getting any kind of support at all. I think that's fucked up of a message to be sending around. You know what I mean? And then don't assume that your friend is always going to be without flaws. Everybody has flaws. Nobody's perfect. That is also a very common saying. So you can already surmise that like, you're not going to make friends with this perfect person that has all their shit together that can like there's this also like a dangerous message of like I don't want to be around anyone that doesn't have everything going for them and it's like even people that have like a lot of things going for them like sometimes can fall into periods where not everything is going well for them I don't know it's just kind of ridiculous you know what I mean everybody has something to offer and offer you and even being your friend and being there for you, like whether things are going good or whether things are going bad is extremely important. So don't, you know, that offer of friendship, just friendship devoid of like, I can teach you about X or I can show you how to make more money or I have this lavish lifestyle and I can show you, inspire you on how to get it. Like, even if it's not that shit that like the internet seems to value, um and even if it's just somebody who genuinely is happy to see you will give you a big hug like wants to see you do well will be there for you and sit with you even if it's like not there's nothing they can do to help you but like sitting with you in that dark spot and like sticking by your side as a friend I think is extremely valuable um so this whole thing of like, only if it's this type of person is fucked up. Nobody is perfect. Your friends will have flaws just like you do. And even if they have a flaw that like you notice or like, oh my God, this like, like imagine me, like this bitch hasn't really done anything for like two days. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, she goes through these depressive episodes and it's just like, fucked up yeah but like as a friend you know if you can don't criticize that person offer something you know to help that person more than criticize them if you can't say a kind word then don't say shit okay 
if you don't know how to help or whatever, don't say shit. I'd rather you not say shit. But if you want to offer something, some kindness, just even calling someone and being kind to them makes a lot of a difference, makes them feel valued, might just be the thing that gets them out of the slump. I mean, the other day, <laughs> literally yesterday, my nephew called me. He was actually on a little Thanksgiving trip to his mom's side of the family. And he was surrounded by his little, like, he's like four or five. And he's he's surrounded by like his little like cousins, you know, kids his age, which he's not always around, right? So kids his age that he's excited to see. And he's got all these adults around, all these different things, right? He's just like in an environment away from home. And this kid calls me on his little video messenger thing on his phone that they gave him. And he's like, hey, it's, I'm here with my cousins. And I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey, can you play Roblox with me? Do you want to play Roblox with me? You guys, as much as I just told you I have a PS5, I wouldn't actually call myself a gamer. Um, I've talked about that before because that implies that like gaming is life like that's all like a lot of people who call themselves gamer like it's like their whole personality that's all they really want to do like that's their thing that's not my thing like I love and enjoy playing certain video games but I can go months and months not playing any fucking video games and don't I'm not an elitist I don't care I never say that I'm good particularly good at a video game I just do what I enjoy doing you know what I mean and I say that to say um Roblox is not my thing I view it as a kid's game I know that maybe some adults enjoy it uh I don't really aside from my nephew I wouldn't really have a lot of games on my phone um it's not my thing but I I did download Roblox because when I would go to visit them my niece and nephew they really enjoyed this shit and they wanted to play with me and I think like the secret sauce believe it or not like if you're a parent is to or a or an aunt or whatever with kids is you have no idea how happy it makes them for you to take an interest in the things that they like that's any human being but people seem to forget it with kids because they're so far removed from anything that the kid might be interested in so they're just like yeah 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 whatever and then they wonder like I don't know why I can't connect to like my teenager well you spent like so many years shooing them off when they wanted to show you you know the things that they're genuinely excited about so I don't do that (laughs) And they're like, can you please download Roblox and play with me whenever I'm like, I've gone to see them? I'm like, sure. Because what the fuck else am I doing for one? And for two, what does that cost me to like play a game with them? Who gives a fuck? Can I play all the time? No. But like taking five, 10, 20 minutes even to play this game that's going to bring them so much joy that you're playing with them, it's faceless. So anyway, yeah, I downloaded Roblox and he's just, so I had it and he's just like, can you play, can you play this game with me? 
And so I'm playing this game with him. And by the way, it's fun. Like it's fun to play with him. It's fun to play these stupid ass games in general. And I'm playing with him for like, I don't know, at least 40 minutes. Okay. But it was funny because like his, his cousins would come in and be like, hey, what you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it sounds like your cousin wants to play with you. And he's like, oh, no, it's, it's good. It's all good. At one point in the conversation, he's like, okay, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go watch TV now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'll talk to you later. And he's like, no, you can stay on the phone with me. And his dad was in the background and his dad was like, you can keep, you can keep your aunt on the phone while you watch TV. But I was in such a slump, okay, for the first, like in the first place, it was kind of in a slump. And just that call from my nephew was so heartwarming to me because it was like, he was around all these people and all these possibilities of what he could do with his time and he just chose to call me and genuinely wanted to spend time with me he could have played the roblox with his you know cousins he could have just done a a myriad of things but he like was it wanting to call me and talk to me and spend time with me and the fact that he even thought about me at such a young age like to, to be thinking about like your your aunt and just like I just want to call you you know and ultimately when he had to go he didn't get off the phone until he like had to go to like eat or whatever they were telling me to get off the phone and it was he's like I'm gonna call you later <laughs> but I thought it was so sweet and even just that like motivated me a little bit more to like get up and like get a little out of the slump and here I am today talking to you guys and that's just like a tiny example of like what just being kind and giving somebody a call when they're not at their greatest or whatever the case may be can do for a person so even if you like your friends are not going to be fucking perfect people you're not a fucking perfect person but like if you can't say a kind word about it don't say anything at all number one don't be a criticizer bitch then number two if you want to do something kind just being there is nice you know you don't have to cure somebody's depression you don't have to cure their anxiety you don't have to recommend a 10 million things for them to do and get mad if they don't do it you can just be there with them in it and that's what a friend to me really is somebody who's by your side no matter what somebody who wants the best for you it's not about them it's not about what like the other person can offer to them it's just about like genuinely appreciating you as a person and wanting the best for you and sticking with you no matter what and it's okay if your friend has like a terrible habit to like you know if and if you think that they're not aware that this is something that's really disruptive or no no bueno for them there's ways to communicate that without being a fucking asshole because sometimes like when people point out other people's flaws and shit they do so from a place of like i don't do that it's almost like i'm better than you and it's like bitch you're not better than me nobody ever is gonna want to hear you if you're coming from a place of like i don't do that and look how great i am Uh." it's like Come on, dude. 
it's far more powerful if like I was an alcoholic and you were an alcoholic, for example, and you're just like, this is really fucking me up. This is really like bleeding into my wallet, making me sick, like destroying personal relationships. But it's really hard to give up. I think I need extra help. I think I might go to rehab and I hope it works out for me because if it works out for me, I won't need to lean on this shit anymore. And maybe I can get back what I like a what I had before in terms of like relationships with people or whatever, or even just what I would actually want my life to look like. And then you can turn to your friend and be like, I understand if you're not in the same place, but like, it'll be so cool to have you come with me on this journey. Cause if we actually manage as the two degenerates we are to make it out of this of this rehab and be clean it would be fucking fabulous like this is and start thinking about like what you want to do next and what that might look like and let that motivate you I think that's way more powerful than not being the alcoholic and being like you see I have all my shit together because I don't drink you need to get your shit together you know what I mean? I'm not saying you have to be in the same place as your friend to like deliver a powerful message, but there's another example in this example. Um, even if you weren't an alcoholic, but to be able to come from a place of like genuine love and concern, it's like you can start off with a question because I sometimes think that that the more I'm concerned about somebody from a place of like genuine care and love and because I like enjoy them as a person the more curious I am and less judgmental so as an example one of the questions that I would ask if I had an alcoholic friend that I give a fuck about is you know what like got you to start drinking like when did you start drinking might even be an easy question when did you start drinking as a question and then they might be like oh five years ago whatever the fuck and it's like but like what kicks like what kick started that if you don't mind me asking like what was the thing that was like you're like how this makes me feel good because obviously drinking we a lot of people drink like you know I drink socially and it feels good not to worry about anything so I know that that's like you know the reason people drink like the feeling it gives you but what made you want to like drink consistently like what was a thing you know what I mean and you might have to dig a little bit because people might start off with the answer like yeah it just feels good and like that's why I do it man <laughs> you might have to dig a little bit from that but I think people understand a lot when you're genuinely curious about them because a lot of times when I do that, or I've done that with people in the past, they're just like, they will tell me that nobody else has bothered to even ask them that question ever. And so, and to me, that just is a signal for like, not a lot of people gave a fuck enough. 
but when you start to have this genuine conversation and you discover that that person like something horrible happened you know whatever they might open up to you you know if you're lucky enough it's like then I would ask the next question like let's assume that like you could get like you could let go you could let go and this is obviously like you probably won't and like you probably can't but like let's imagine a world where like you were able to like let go of that pain you didn't need to drink anymore what is like would be like the first thing that you do like what would what would you actually want your life to look like like what would that look like and a lot of times you'd imagine the person they would say I don't know because they never thought about it and then you might leave it there or you might or if, if it was me in a situation I might say something like I could see you because you're so good at X, you know, like you're so good at drawing, you're so good at this. I could totally, <laughs> you weren't at the bars all day. I could totally see you doing X, Y, Z. You'd be so fucking good at that. Like the world is being robbed right now. Like you'd be so fucking good at that if you were, if you, if, if you could. Like, like, I'm sorry that that should happen to you because like, if it didn't happen to you or if you could let go of it I could totally see you doing that or like something like it you know what I mean but what that to me would do for that person is at least maybe get them to a feel cared about by you without you jamming shit down their throat and b also start to think about because you know people need mo like People need to realize sometimes that like they are valued and they mean a lot to the world. And by them doing things that are harmful to themselves, they think it's just harmful to themselves, but they have a value in the world. Like if all the bees decided to like be suicidal and like not do their jobs, the impact, they they might think that they're so small and you know, whatever the, whatever the case is, they're so small and like people really don't like to be around them because they're scared of the stingers and like they could just literally, you know, be like, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't want to call an I'm just one little bee. I don't want to do it. The amount of flowers, the amount of pollination that wouldn't occur just by the reduction of one bee that would have, might have contributed, might have done it. It's a huge impact that they would never anticipate. And sometimes it's really about trying to get a person to see the impact that they have on the, they could have on the world positively. And the fact that the world actually needs them can get them out of like, oh, it, it may not cure the depression, the anxiety, the addiction, whatever, but it at least gets them to start to feel valued enough to try to get help to get out of those places, you know? And that could start a person down a line of thinking about what would I be if I could let go? What might that look like? And I always, I'm a reverse psychology ass bitch. So I always come from a place of like less of saying this is something that I wish you would do and more of saying this is something that like, while I understand, like you don't see a way out and it's probably impossible, the probability of it happening is small. I still just wanted to share this with you. It's more from that place because it 
it, it's it puts like zero pressure on the person but it just simply allows them to envision something different and then there's a small tiny little chance that that might spark something it might not but it might that's a kind word that's somebody who you know you're at the bar and I, I might not be an alcoholic but you know I I still I didn't shut you out I think that is important I think it's also still important to draw boundaries and shut people out who are treating us like absolute garbage because it's not your friend, you know, who have behaviors that are dangerous to themselves and the people around them. Um, You may need to do that for your own safety. But just because like your friend is going through some shit or has personality flaws, I hate this like social narrative of like, cut them off, bitch. No new friends. This is not the kind of, because because all it seems to boil down to is like only be friends with somebody who can offer you something. And it's usually like this person has to be affluent. They have to like, you know, be motivational to you in terms of your maybe physical fitness and wellness. Maybe it's, you know, financials, maybe it's educational, whatever. And it's all about like that trade-off of what that person can offer to your life. And I'm just like, it's not the real core of friendship, is it? Like, come on, bro. You will naturally be attracted to people just for them being, like, if it's genuine friendship, just for them being themselves, you know? um, Just like you can have a person that you're attracted to for a relationship that ends up being your person. I fully think that platonically speaking, there's a lot, like, we all have different types of, like, you're not going to be friends with everyone. That's a common thing, too. So I think like there's genuine, beautiful uniqueness to the people that are meant to be and could be and, you know, are your friends. And so I think that should be valued and it shouldn't be based off of like, what can this person do for me? Like, bitch, if they can't do anything for you, being your friend baseline is enough. Like, um, anyway. I wanted to go on that tangent because I think, A, be thankful for your friends that you do have, but B, don't subscribe to this like social media TikTok bullshit where they're like, this person, you shouldn't be friends with this type of person. You shouldn't be friends with that type of person. Like, no, not everything about is about like what somebody can like literally do to improve your life. Maybe it's just that they're there for you and they appreciate you as a person. And you appreciate them as a person because there is so much value in that. And that is what friendship is. Okay. I'm going to end here because I don't want to make this episode too long. It's probably a little bit too long already. But I just hope that all of you guys have a really good day tomorrow whether it's thanksgiving for you or whether you're listening from another country and it's actually just a regular regular day i hope that it's a good one i hope that you still do spend time being grateful for the things that you have the people that are in your life like whatever you can be grateful for even if it's just waking up and getting out of bed in the morning even if it's a good breakfast or a good meal that you get to have or like the games that you get to play (laughs) um or anything like just find something to be grateful for even if it's just this podcast because I'm damn sure grateful for you guys like I said earlier um I think that's beautiful and I think it's beautiful too by the way saying this on the hush because I don't want anybody to get any ideas I'm like I think it's beautiful that podcasts are free 
you know, music can cost you money and like all this different shit. Like the podcasts are free and available for people to listen to. I think that's great. You know, I think that's fucking cool. So yeah. <laughs> um, love you guys. I hope you have the best day tomorrow. And I hope you and wish you the best day, month, week, year, free of stress, depression, and anxiety. Until next time, bye. Thank you.